settle down in your armchair. Blandy's back for the Whistleblowers podcast with Brendan Bowers. It's 100% the sport you love. Welcome to another Whistleblowers podcast. It's our weekly podcast on all things sport where we chat about what's been happening with Aussie sports people and teams overseas while catching up on our national and local sports too. And each week we feature a local sports person or administrator as we dig a little deeper into what they've been up to or what's happening in sport locally. Brandon Bowers, g'day. G'day, Blandy. How are you, mate? Good. Uh, from FC Sports Media, Brandon Bowers. We'll get straight into it, mate. It is... Uh... Yes, they are the world champions. Spain are the women's World Cup champions. And thoroughly deserved. Absolutely. Even all the controversy they had between the coaching staff and mm. the players, well done to the Spaniards. Yes. Yes, they're a little up front too with the uh, celebratory kissing, are they not? Well, I was a bit affronted when you tried that as I walked into the studio. But... <laughs> yes, all right, dream on, mate, dream on. Uh, look, uh, as far as the uh, Matildas are concerned, we do finish in fourth after we went down to uh, Sweden uh, on uh, Saturday night. Uh, a little disappointing, but hey, still a wonderful tournament. It was a wonderful tournament and well done to everyone involved. But for me, the biggest story of the tournament was the biggest physical and viewing crowds around the world for a Women's World Cup. Just breaking all records uh, for the most watched sport in in history since they've been actually uh, keeping a record of these things, Brendan. I think I spoke uh, in our last podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago that when my son uh, some 12 months ago said, oh, I've got tickets to see Australia play Nigeria in the Women's World Cup. I went, oh, yeah, okay. What a... yeah. And uh, not knowing that, A, that night would be fantastic, but that the tournament itself would just blow, uh, blow us away. It is. And, you know, Ange Postacoglu uh, summed it up when he had his post-conference with uh, Tottenham the other day. You know, it's put football or the world game in front of uh, Australian audiences mm. in the middle of NRL and AFL seasons, and yep. it has wiped them off the back page. Yeah, yeah. Well, you would expect that, um, you know. I mean, they're the traditional sports that people will watch one or the other or both, depending on your inclination. But this this did captivate the entire nation, didn't it, really? Just yeah. about. And look, it, for years they've been saying if you uh, produce quality women's sport, people will watch it. And the Prime Minister has come on board and pledging $200 million for women's sport, not just in football, but across all the sports. So I think that's pretty amazing. And uh, Yeah. Well, when you think about it, um, someone suggested the amount of money, and I know Sam Kerr did have her say regarding the amount of money put into women's football in this country. But when you compare that compared to what's uh, put into it in uh, England, we shouldn't have even been there. No. There's so many factors working against us, including population alone. Yeah. Yeah. compared to the other countries, but uh, well done. Absolutely. Uh, as we move on, well done to our women. Athletics mate, Australia's fastest man, Rowan Browning, fell short of breaking the magical 10-second barrier in Budapest. Yes, he's declared that he must break that if he's any chance of um, meddling in Paris, but he will carry a chip on his shoulder into the Paris Olympics after coming up short at the World Championships. He improved his on his heat run of 10.11, which is still bloody fast. Oh, my God. I couldn't do that with a bit of kerosene on the old date, mate. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's amazing, isn't it? But uh, he, he gives himself, um, you know, he's giving himself a challenge. He's got to break 10, which that's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mate, as we move to uh, our national codes, I guess, and we talk 
about, uh, well, AFL. We normally start with AFL. Some uh, some interesting results over the weekend. Some failures of the uh, judician, or judiciary, well, not judiciary, but the, the system of how things are calculated, the scoring reviews, et cetera. Just a joke. Poor old Adelaide. I mean, I don't like them, but boy, no. oh boy, they didn't deserve that. No. I, I think it's the same in all codes. Look, you whether it's football and the VAR system, <laughs> rugby league in the bunker. But at least you go there. They didn't go there on this occasion. If they had have gone there, they would have seen that it was clearly a goal. The yeah. point was it wasn't reviewed. And it, when there's that much on the line, I mean, this team is now not able to make finals. The Swans are now cemented in the finals due to other results, and they shouldn't yeah. be there. I mean, look, I don't want to be hard on umpires or referees, but he's standing there. What is he doing? One job. Yeah, obviously uh, he was uh, just, I don't know. It's got to be a situation where if it's that blatant or appears that blatant to perhaps one side that it needs to be reviewed there and then or you get a captain's call. Something, I don't know. Look, there has to be a captain's call. We Mm. haven't cricket, we haven't rugby league now. You know, it's in all the other sports around the world. Yeah. I don't know why it's not there. No. Uh, look, uh, safe to say now the uh, the top seven are, are cemented in. That, that could change around the top four and uh, perhaps uh, GWS could hang in there or the Bulldogs may get a, uh, a chance to play finals after their disappointing loss. To West Coast last week, but my Saints are there, mate. Well, I was about to pick you up on that. Yes. You've been death riding them the last couple of weeks, saying uh, they're no chance, and uh, here they are, cemented into the eight. Well, yeah, it's interesting because uh, sometimes I feel like I'm looking at two totally different teams play. You know, <laughs> it is that way. And, and when they're playing well, sure, I reckon they could beat just about anybody on their day, just quietly. Uh, so we'll see. Um, the results over the weekend will determine... Of course, home games, etc. But basically, apart from that eighth spot, uh, it's all done and dusted. Um, in the NRL, though, your team just keeps going from strength to strength with that twenty-nine ten win over the Rabbits. Yes, I, I'm. I'm not trying to get ahead of myself. No. But... Uh, it's a very exciting time to be a Newcastle supporter. And I wouldn't have said that halfway through the season, let me tell you. No, well, there you go. And things can turn around. It's incredible. As you say, you know, you feel like you're watching a different side play when they're, when everything is going well. And uh, i tell you what, you made, you know, South look pretty silly. They have struggled of late, have they not? And you just prove that they're probably not up for it this year. No, our big test before the semifinals will be Cronulla this Sunday, the mm-hmm. last game of the round, uh, which is a great way to be because... Both Cronulla and the uh, Knights are figuring into the eight and uh, they'll know what they have to do. Yeah, and the Sharkies too coming off that fantastic win away against the Cowboys. And really, a decisive 20-point victory. Uh, they're in some good form, so they it will are. be a good test. Now, a shout-out to the West Tigers who have had a very tough season. Mm-hmm. But Appy Coruscant kicking that goal from the corner, from the sideline, did you see it? Bouncing uh, yeah. off the crossbar? 24-23 to get over by a point over the Dolphins. Sometimes it's just meant to be, I yeah, think. Yeah, and look, they've been thereabouts for a, a little while, I think. They've been unlucky yeah. on occasion, so uh, they'll take that win. I think they deserve it too. Yeah. But I think Broncos and Penrith are still the standouts and uh, they're the teams to beat. It, it appears so. And uh, yeah, do we uh, look towards the next round? They're still, you know... That could change the NRL, lad. I know the AFL, apart from one spot, is virtually cemented. Perhaps the positions will yeah. alter. But what about the NRL? I still think there's about 11 teams or 12 yeah. teams that 
physically can make the eight. Right. So there is some interest in uh, the upcoming round, is there not? There is, and it all starts with Penrith and Parramatta, and Parramatta must win, which will be a very hard task against Penrith. The Warriors, they should cement their spot in the top four against the Saints. Redcliffe and North Queensland, again, North Queensland are a mathematical chance, but highly unlikely. You keep calling them Redcliffe, mate. Well, look, They're I'm the a, Dolphins. I'm an old rugby league man. Okay, all ago. right. I'll, I'll have call them Redcliffe till the day they die. But well, you they could are like the calling the Cowboys Townsville. Well, North Queensland. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm nitpicking. Keep no, going. no, it's Keep a fair going. point, valid point. They, they're known as the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. The Roosters are up against the West Tigers, which will keep their hopes alive. Canberra against Brisbane. Again, Canberra must win, but Brisbane are in form. Canterbury and Manly, and of course, my Knights and the Sharkies. Yeah, uh, an interesting round. And as you say, there's still, uh, you know, a few machinations there of the way things can turn out. I think the Roosters are playing some pretty good footy towards the right time of the year mm. as well. They come up against the West Tigers. And Souths to finish. Now, if they win both their games, they're a chance. But mm. depending on the results, there are for and against is woeful. So they probably will fall short. Okay. All right, then. Uh, let's move a little closer to home, mate. For, uh, Fraser Coast Sport. There's plenty of sport around the region last weekend. Football it was the final regular season round in the FQPL Women's Comp and a few games to go and catch ups, and there were some lopsided scores heading into the finals, was there not? Yeah, funny, it was the last round, but there's still catch up games to be played. Yeah. So, but in the men's, Sunbury defeated Doom Villa 6 1. The Flames were too strong for the Jets 4 0. Bingra and UPE drew 1 all, and ATW on top of the table 11 against SC Corinthians 1. Wow, that is uh, shellacking for the poor old Corinthians, is it not? It sure is, and the top four are set with ATW, UPE, Bingra, and the Fraser Flames featuring. Sunbury are one game behind the Flames, but their points differential, they won't make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, KSS Jets play Sunbury, Fly, Fraser Flames play UPE, and SC Corinthians play Bingra to round out the season. And in the women's? Uh, the Flames. The Flames are still on fire. You can't put that flame out. No, it, it's an, an eternal flame, so we should be listening to the Bengals right about now. <laughs> Uh, they beat second place Jets 9-2. Tanana and Dune Villa drew 2-all. And Bingra defeated UPE 1-all. Now, you one said, nil. as you rightly uh, said, second place Jets, but a 9-2 victory. <laughs> so there's still a seven-goal differential over between first and second. So yeah. the gap is wide. Earlier in the year, it wasn't that wide. So uh, I think the Flames, are uh, they're building momentum. Yeah. Yeah, which is scary, which is scary. <laughs> Very scary. Uh, this week, there's, what, only one catch-up game between Across the Waves and Dune Villa. Yep. Okay. N- All righty. In rugby league, mate, the BRL grand finals are set after the prelim finals over the weekend. Yes, Path Brothers move on to play West Panthers after they defeated Across the Waves Tigers 16-14. In reserves, it's the Tigers up against West Panthers. And in the 18s, Harvey Bay Seagulls play Brothers. Okay. Uh, AFL? AFL, some interesting results in the preliminary finals over the weekend. So the Brothers Bulldogs defeated Bay Power in the reserves to go through to play the Bombers. The women, Bay Power defeated Harvey Bay Bombers, so they'll face off against ATW, Mm -hmm. which will be a great game. And Brothers Bulldogs defeated Waves, which is a little bit of an upset, so they'll Mm -hmm. feature in a rematch of last year's grand final. Both the men's and women's are rematches of last year's grand final. Okay, and uh, the men this weekend, what have we got happening? They, the Bombers play Brothers Bulldogs, Bay Power and ATW in the women's and Bombers and Bulldogs in the reserves. And, of course, there's the junior finals on as well. Mm-hmm. So it should be a big weekend of AFL at Norm McLean Oval. 
in Harvey Bay. Oh, it's at Norman Clay, is it? It is. Oh, okay. Home of the Bombers. Okay. All right, then. Uh, now, uh, swimming. The Peter Pub Ocean Swim Race was held on Sunday. Yes. How'd you go, How'd you go Brendan? Oh, I Did went you finish really, it? I went really well. I was on my couch watching sport. It was mm. great. Now, when they say the pier to pub, that's Brendan uh, sitting on the pier, walking over to the pub, and uh, that, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, a bit longer than that. They left the they left the pier and went around to near the Harvey Bay Surf Lifesaving Club, and Xavier Metcalf was the first across the line in the men's in a time of 35 minutes and 56 seconds, and Emma Daddo was the first female out of the water in a time of 40 minutes and 9 seconds. Yeah, congratulations to everybody there. It is a bit of a tradition now, the Peter Pub, isn't it? It is. That's the first leg in the Triple Crown. So the next one is the Junction Swim, which is on in a couple of weeks, September the 9th, mm-hmm. I think it is. Before we do the uh, barge to beach. Oh, okay. Yes, that's a that's a good one too. I remember doing a, uh, one section of the pier to pub there about 20-odd years ago with <laughs> Ronnie Morgan. What what section was that, from the pier to the Bayswater? Uh, no, it was uh, Alex uh, Alexander Street to uh, whatever a K and a bit down is. Oh, so, there you go. Yes. Well done to you, Blaine. Well, that was 20-odd years ago, mate. So you know, Tied with you or against you? Jeez, uh, I can't remember. Okay, but I do remember I was probably fitter then than I am now. Fit, safe to say, aren't we all? Uh, aren't we all? Yeah, hockey, mate. Final round. Yeah, final regular season round this weekend. All in Harvey Bay in the men's. Harvey Bay Brothers play CBR and Granville Tigers play Magpies. And in the women, Bolts and Uni Roos go up against each other, and Granville Rovers and Magpies. And time to introduce our special guest this week, uh, Brendan, uh, Soraya Dredge from the Harvey Bay Netball Association and Breakaways Club. Soraya, g'day. Hi, how are you going? Thanks for having me on board. Yeah, oh. no, thanks for being a part of the Whistleblowers podcast. Uh, now, you've held many positions in netball. Uh, have you not, including records officer for the Harvey Bay Association? Uh, what else have you done? Well, I've been the Harvey Bay Netball Association's um, president um, over the years. I've been a coaching officer. I'm currently standing in as the their records officer, and I'm also a life member of the Harvey Bay Netball. Oh, yeah. you're also president of Breakaways at the moment as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, and, and president of Breakaways as well. That's correct. And coach of the men's Queensland team. Yes, yeah. I've been. I've had a busy year. It's um, probably been my most active year. Uh, yet today, every year, I think that I'm going to be slowing down a bit, but it just hasn't, hasn't hit that mark yet. How many hours are in your day, Soraya? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> um, I don't I don't know how I fit it into to the truth. You, you've got to either love the sport or or why you're doing it because um, it's a volunteer job. You don't get paid. So, no, no. That's... Um, but, you know, someone's got to do it, and while ever I'm enjoying it, I'll, I'll stay connected as, as much as I possibly can, but... It's got a lot of rewards as well as the effort that you put in. You talked about loving the sport. Uh, I gather this goes back to uh, childhood, does it? You played it all your life? Yeah, well, I did all the way through my juniors. But I come from a country town um, in New South Wales and the uh, opportunities were very slim uh, uh, coming from the bush. And I've had an opportunity to be uh, picked in the New South Wales um, training camp when uh, we had the Australian uh, coaches come through there and got a little bit of a taste of what it was like to, to be um, in the you know elite sports. But I was offered to go through to um, to school in New South Wales um, in a boarding school to further the netball, but just wasn't on the cards for us. But coming into Queensland, um, I represented in Ipswich and then 
I must admit I had I lost touch with the sport after a while when I had children and um then I had a daughter myself and then uh turned up one day to be a mum and then um the next thing you know I was the president the next year. So <laughs> <laughs> back into the deep end, mate. Yeah, it was actually, yeah. Well, it's been a busy season uh, with the final round of junior games on Saturday and the final senior games last night. Uh, how did the Correct. final shape up? Well, um, we've got I've, I've got an extremely uh, busy fortnight to tell you the truth because um, our club uh, that I, I'm the president of, we've had all of our teams go through to the finals um, with the exception of one division. So wow. we've um, got 16 teams this year. And I think we've got the highest amount of teams that have gone through to the finals. So um, we're still in heavy training at the moment, um, hopefully, you know, to get them all through to the grand finals. But um, there's a, it's a busy time of year with presentations and and all of those, you know, facets and, um, you know, the the nerves that, that comes in extra training sessions, so trying to squeeze in that last bit of knowledge. But, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no rest yet. Well, Three more weeks and we'll be able to have a deep breath. Oh, well, uh, you'll deserve it. This year, the association uh, split it, split the competitions a bit with the juniors on Saturday and moving the seniors to Monday night. How's that gone? I guess it depends on who you, you talk to. Um, I I personally, if I wasn't involved in the junior sport, I could see the attraction of having a weekend to yourself. Um, but for a volunteer basis uh, sport, uh, it, it's been hard to tell you. Mm. We haven't had the attendance that they thought they were going to get. We thought we were going to get a lot more numbers. Um, but with the so many sports that the, the female sports compete with, like touch and Austag and, you know, AFL and Rugby League now, um, we've not had the number increases in the senior divisions that we thought we would. So that may um, need to have a bit of analysis and um, see where they're going to go for future years. But uh, I'd like to see it go back to one day. Just for the atmosphere, um, it's, it's freezing out there in the night times, and <laughs> um, especially when you've got that fog coming in. But, um, but you know, to the credit, or at least everybody you say, they're, they're trying um, to see new ways of being inclusive to bring, you know, male participation into the sport. So um, I've got to commend them for at least making the efforts to try something different. Okay. And what's been the highlight, do you think, of the season to date? Uh, the, the male participation and the first time the introduction of the, the mix, the netball, to me, um, it's been a, a baby step. Obviously, we've been involved with the Queensland Suns. I've had a you know a newfounded interest in uh, the inclusive side of bringing the boys into the sport and the men into the sport. Um, and it's become a, a bit of a newfound passion for me, especially in a regional area. It's, it's not easy. Um, to increase that membership, and I, um, I think that's probably been it's been exciting to have the different. It's um, in its infant years, obviously, it's, it's going to take time, but I'm um, hopefully you know we could see a growth in that area, which would be exciting for the younger boys coming through to give them a pathway. Because when that boys turn 14, they, they've got nowhere to play netball here in um, in the regional areas, and and it's hard. You know, because some of the boys are, you know, extremely talented and there's nowhere else for them to go. It's the reverse of what's happened to female sport with AFL and football with the success of the Matildas. So I'm sure Harvey well, Bay Netball exactly Association... Right. You know, it's got to start from somewhere, yeah. Mm. They'll start where... Well, anyway, Soraya, you're doing an amazing job. Best of luck over the finals. And thank you so much for spending time with Blandy and I on the Whistleblowers.
Oh, no worries. Thank you very much. I really appreciate um, the, the shout-out. Um, thanks for the attention for the support, too. Now, if you're looking for someone to jump on for a celebrity match, Blandy has put his hand up. He loves okay. playing gold, right? goalkeeper. Yes. Uh, apparently, um, yes, yes. I'll be up to that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Good on you, Sir. Fair warning, it can be dangerous. We had a, we had a broken heckle in walking that ball by you, so you never know. <laughs> all right, Sir. much appreciate your time and all the best. Thank you very much. And that about wraps it up for this week, Brendan. Thank you, listeners, uh, for tuning in to another Whistleblowers podcast and uh, Soraya Dredge. And next week we'll chat again with another guest about all things sport. Now, uh, each week, mate, you do a shout-out to an athlete or club that does excellent work for the community that often goes unrecognised as we share the positivity and community spirit of those who make our community great. Who you got? Well, these people, men and women, deserve the biggest gold star we can give them. From all the codes, all the coaches that look after under fives to under seven age groups, mm-hmm. uh, it's like herding cats. And not, <laughs> easy, not easy in any code. So, cats. so well done to all the coaches, mums and dads, everyone involved with our, our tiny tots, our little mini roos, whatever. It's a job well done. Yeah, and the kids uh, do appreciate it. Yeah! Yeah, see, there they are. Uh, don't forget to keep updated with the, all your local sport. It is fcsportsmedia.com.au. Mr. Brendan Powers. And remember, it's our sport, our community. Now that you're up to date, don't forget to add us to your favourites to keep it that way. The Whistleblowers Podcast.